Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 13th of August 2022. This is Chris and your other readers are Eleanor, Jeremy and Jenny. The editor this week is Eleanor. All our, all our members of Team One. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Burke Hempstead and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless otherwise stated. This week's headlines. Superhero saves life of elderly man stuck on the M11 hard shoulder. Upgraded play area is open again and fun family activities on a budget. Hello this is Eleanor. A man from Hemel Hempstead has been praised for helping a lifeless elderly man who was stuck at the side of the M11 on the hottest ever day recorded in the UK. Sean Smith, aged 31, stopped on the hard shoulder as he drove down the motorway after finishing his shift at J Murphy & Sons Limited on July the 19th. Sean said, I was approaching an elderly lady and you could see she was really in distress trying to wave the, down the cars. With no thought for his safety, he got out of his car and tried to assist the couple. The woman, who wished to remain anonymous, explained that her husband, aged 76, had passed out and she feared for his life as he has a heart condition. With no air conditioning or battery life on their phone, the woman waved and waited for someone hopefully stop. Speaking to the mirror... The 86-year-old woman said, I couldn't tell you what it felt like on the side of that motorway when you're in the car and you don't realise how fast people are going. Sean put the man over his shoulder and laid him in the back of his air-conditioned car. He explained, there was just nothing there. It was like he was lifeless. After calling the emergency services, Sean drove the couple back to their house. On the journey there, the man became more responsive and said he felt better with the air conditioning. The ambulance service quickly arrived and dealt with the man as Sean fixed the couple's electricity, which had tripped. Over the next few days, Sean was contacted by the couple and their family, who thanked them for what he did. Looking back, Sean who now lives in Leighton Buzzard and has a 15-month-old daughter, said, It's quite a weird experience. When that kind of thing occurs, you go into autopilot mode. It just happened. His cousin, Maggie McCarthy Hind, said, When I heard about this, I wasn't surprised at all. Sean Smith, you are a superhero. Play Area Refurbishment Canalfield's Play Area in Berkhamsted has reopened following a complete refurbishment to improve young children's play experience. Decorum Borough Council announced that it had transformed the tired playground and has added a wooden castle, train and climbing frames. New slides, swings and benches have been added and the playground includes a new sand pit and inclusive play equipment. This project has been funded by contributions from developments in the local area. Councillor Graham Barrett and Councillor Graham Elliott met the council's parks officer, Rob Cassidy, this week to explore the new park. Councillor Barrett said, It's fantastic that we have been able to use money from local developments 
to fund the much-needed improvements to this very popular local park. He added, It has a fantastic range of equipment for children of all ages, providing families with a great place to visit throughout the holidays and all year round. Hello, this is Jenny. Families across Decorum have scores of cheap days out to choose from, thanks to a guide made by Hertfordshire County Council in a bid to help people during the cost of living crisis. The council created 50 Thrifty Adventures, as voted for by residents. The top 50 trips out can be accessed by walking, cycling or on a bus. From park adventures and exploring the woods in Chipperfield to enjoying a day at a museum, there is plenty for all the family to do, indoors or outside. Councillor Phil Bibby, the council's executive member for highways and transport, said, We fully understand that many people are finding it tough financially right now, so being able to make the most of every penny has never been more important. In Hertfordshire, we have a huge number of activities and places which are great for family days out this summer and are free to visit or cost only a little. Councillor Bibby added, it's fantastic that no matter where you live in the county, some of these attractions will be just a short journey away and so can be reached easily by walking, cycling, scooting or perhaps if a bit further afield on the bus. He continued, of course, if we all do our bit by travelling in a more active way, it will help to create the cleaner, greener, healthier Hertfordshire we are aiming for. Hertfordshire County Council is encouraging residents to tick off as many as possible during the summer. The 50 Adventures poster can be found at hertfordshire.gov.uk forward slash about hyphen the hyphen council forward slash news forward slash news hyphen archive forward slash summer hyphen fun. New figures have shown that there has been a dramatic fall in the number of patients facing the longest waits for treatment at West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospitals Trust. The figures show there were just five patients facing waits of two years for routine treatment at West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospitals NH Trust as of the 3rd of July, the latest data available, down from 40 at the end of February. As part of an effort to clear the backlog caused by the coronavirus pandemic, NHS England committed in February to ending waits of more than two years, except in cases where the patient wishes to delay their treatment. Across England, the number of patients waiting two years or more fell from a peak of 23,778 in January to 3,548 at the start of July. Professor Stephen Powis, National Medical Director for NHS England, said, These figures show our hard-working teams across the country are making good progress in addressing the COVID backlog. With record numbers of diagnostic tests and checks in May and fewer people facing the longest waits for elective care. But he warned that more work is needed for the NHS to catch up. Professor Powis added, there is no doubt the NHS still faces significant pressures from rising COVID administrations, thousands of staff absences due to the virus, the heat wave, 
and record demand for ambulances and emergency care. The King's Fund think tank welcomed the figures, but cautioned the NHS remains in a steady state of crisis. Daniela Davis, policy analyst at the organisation, said thanks to the huge efforts of NHS staff, significant progress has been made in reducing the number of people facing waits of two years or more for planned hospital treatment. But the overall waiting list has continued to grow and the number of people waiting more than a year is also rising. Despite the fall in extremely long waits, the latest available data shows over 300,000 patients across England had been on treatment waiting lists for longer than a year as of May, including over 1,000 patients in West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospitals Trust. Nationally, this was an increase of 21,000 from December. Ms Jeffries added the new government will face difficult decisions when it comes to the NHS and will need to be honest with the public about the standards of care they can expect. As of May, over 53,000 people were waiting to be treated at West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospitals Trust, with a record 6.6 million people waiting across England as a whole. Minister of State for Health, Maria Caulfield, called the figures great news. She said, NHS staff have been working incredibly hard to bust the COVID backlogs, and have treated more than 15 million patients in the last year. Our groundbreaking community diagnostic centres have delivered over 1.1 million additional checks since July 2021, and the number of people waiting more than two years for treatment has dropped by more than 80% since February. Grants awarded by decorum councillors. Councillors Richard Roberts and Ron Tyndall have given away nearly £2,000 to support community projects in decorum. Kings Langley School was given £1,000 to go towards a new football pitch and a football boot bank. The boot bank will allow any student to use the pitch by giving them a pair of boots to borrow while they play, a way of ensuring that the pitch is inclusive. Councillor Roberts said... King's Langley School is doing everything right, working with local schools and the local football club to give everyone the best chance of a much-needed 3G football pitch. Hearts Inclusive Theatre has been awarded £400 to fund a one-year project to provide weekly theatre and creative arts workshops in Hemel Hempstead. The workshops will be for children and young people with learning disabilities and will help improve their users' mental health and well-being. Councillor Tyndall said, Our young people and vulnerable members of the community have experienced difficult times during COVID and participation in this project will help interaction and recovery. Himmel Hempstead will benefit from a peace garden thanks to a £500 grant to buy and install a flower planter and seating on the high street. The plants will be grown by Sunnyside's Rural Trust gardening team, which is made up of young people and adults with learning disabilities who will maintain the Old Town Peace Garden. Councillor Tyndall continued, This green project will not only help biodiversity in the area, 
but also provide valuable hands-on experience for some of the most vulnerable in our local community. A charity which supports people with learning disabilities in Hemel Hempstead, Tring and Berkhamsted has celebrated 70 years of serving the community with a party. Decorum Mencap, which is affiliated with Royal Mencap, was founded in 1952 and runs activities like going to nightclubs, games evenings and days out for local adults. The group, which has around 70 members who live in the borough, joined on July 28th for a celebration party at the Steamcoach in Hemel Hempstead. At its first social event since the pandemic, 36 people enjoyed an afternoon in the pub garden. Claire and Gabby made cakes for their bake-off competition, which was judged by its trustees. Carol Walls, project manager at Decorum Mencap, said, to know that for 70 years, people with a learning disability have been at the heart of everything we do here at Decorum Mencap, and we will continue to do so. A presenter on Tring Radio has made it to the third stage of an international radio competition after winning the first challenge. During the Radio Star contest, Ronan Herc has taken on various challenges, including creating a social media video. He explained that the competition is similar to well-known television shows like The X Factor, The Apprentice and RuPaul's Drag Race rolled into one. He said, it's like you're doing a drag from your bedroom, or in my case, radio, and then they will throw challenges at you. It will be something you didn't even think about ever doing, something to really make you think about. Ronan, 28, lives in London, works as an assist agent assistant for Curtis Brown, and decided to get involved in the Tring station during the coronavirus pandemic as a way of connecting with people in isolation. He said, I love people. I'm, I'm kind of a social butterfly and I didn't realise how much I was until COVID hit. I was doing the radio show, connecting with listeners and people that are in the same situation as I was. Tring Radio is now the fastest expanding volunteer-run non-profit radio station in the southeast of England and began as a way to help the community navigate life during the pandemic. Ronan explained, it started as a way to keep local residents updated with COVID news and of what's going on and what the residents are doing. Previous winners of Radio Star have gone on to have shows at top stations in the world, something that Ronan has dreamed about. It has meant a lot to Ronan to reach the top 11 out of hundreds of global entrants and he has his sights set on becoming 2022's Radio Star. He said, I might cry. I just really want it on my CV. I think it would be just kind of reassure me that I'm not rubbish. Ronan hopes to make it through the three remaining challenges and be named the winner, where he would receive coaching, access to radio technology and his own show on a commercial station. A Heart for Chern Mental Health charity has received a £1,000 donation from Amazon in Hemel Hempstead, which will go to furnishing its weekend crisis centre. Heart's Mind Network has four beds at the centre that can be used by people in crisis who need support out of hours.
Caroline McGoon from Hearts Mind Network said, We're humbled to receive a donation from Amazon for the third year in a row and are thankful to John and his team for their continued support as we help those in the community who are struggling. John McEwen, site leader at Amazon in Hemel Hempstead, said, People in our community are requiring support to maintain good mental health more than ever, so it made perfect sense for us to support a charity that is committed to providing these services in our community. This week in history. On August the 10th, 1954, Sir Gordon Richards, champion English jockey, retired after riding 4,869 winners. On this day last year, six formers received their A-level results, which were determined by teachers after exams were cancelled. GCSE results followed two days later. On August the 11th, 1975, the government took ownership of British Leyland, the only major British-owned car company. On August the 12th, 1960, communications satellite ECHO was launched from Cape Canaveral. And on August the 13th, 1961, East German border guards stopped cars passing to the east through the Brandenburg Gate, thus sealing the border and preventing an exodus to the west. Barbed wire was erected, later to be replaced by the Berlin Wall. On this day last year, the Crown star, Emma Corrin, said, Visibility is key when discussing coming out as queer. August the 14th, 1948, Don Bradman played his last innings at the Oval. After a standing of standing ovation, he was bold for a duck, blinded, it is said, by tears in his eyes. On August the 15th, 1939, The Wizard of Oz premiered at Grauman's Chinese Theatre in Hollywood. And on this day last year, at least 300 people were killed and hundreds were injured and missing after a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck Haiti. Photographer captured the spirit of Tring Park. Tring Local History Museum has announced the winner of its Life in Tring photography competition in partnership with Colour Homes. Gerald Golding won the contest for his work which captured the spirit of Tring Park with an image of a child walking through a tree-lined path. Residents were encouraged to share their snapshots showing life in the Chiltern Hills in 2022. The contest saw three local photographers have their work shown in Tring Local History Museum in Brook Street in June and July. Gerald's winning entry will be featured in the museum for residents to view. He also received a £200 voucher to continue his passion for photography from home builder Calla Holmes. Stella Thompson, Sales and Marketing Director at Calla Holmes, brackets Chilton, close brackets, thanked everyone who submitted pieces for the competition, for the competition and congratulated Gerald on his win. Stella said a lot of the entries portrayed elements Tring is well known for, 
such as its rich heritage and history and surrounding nature. Tim Amsden, Society Chairman at Tring Local History Museum said, we're proud of our role in Tring's history as we share with locals and visitors our heritage and the important families and individuals who have lived and worked in Tring. Tim added, this photography competition was an excellent opportunity to see how locals see Tring through their camera lens. Thanks to Calla Homes, which provided the prize and setup costs, we were able to share these wonderful photographs with the community. Neurokinex in Hemel Hempstead has gone the extra mile to secure funding for a scheme to give free rehabilitation sessions to people with new spinal cord injuries with a week of challenges. A long-standing client of Neurokinex, Paralympian wheelchair rugby player Jonathan Coggan, MBE, cheered on the trainers who took part in the Step Up Challenge 2022 from July the 25th to the 31st. The trainers got involved in a three-legged lap of the park and threw around a five-kilogram medicine ball. One trainer ran on the centre's treadmill holding a 20-kilogram sandbag across his shoulders. Paralympian Jonathan Coggan, MBE, said, it was fantastic to see so many of the dedicated Hemel Hempstead trainers don their gym kit and step up to the challenge to raise money for the Step Up scheme. He added, the scheme is an incredibly important initiative and provides a lifeline for newly injured people and their families. So I would encourage anyone who can to do their bit and donate. Joshua Lydon, Hemel Hempstead neuro, neuro rehabilitation trainer, said on behalf of the whole of Neurokinex team, I would like to say a huge congratulations to both the trainers and the clients who have gone the extra mile and shown their support for such an important initiative. The running total is nearly £16,000, not far from its £20,000 target, which will fund the Step Up scheme. The scheme gives people access to neurokinic sessions, facilities and expertise, which costs £420 per person. People can donate online at justgiving.com slash campaign slash nkstepup2022. Workers at Hemel Hempstead Amazon Warehouse slowed down their work to one package an hour as part of a protest over pay. GMB Trade Union said, that protests were taking place across the country at five different sites on Friday, August the 5th. The workers had asked for a £2 per hour raise to match the demands of their role and to help them cope with the cost of living crisis and rising prices. A spokesman for Amazon UK said, starting pay for Amazon employees will be increased to a minimum of between £10.50 and £11.45 per hour depending on location. This is for all full-time, part-time, seasonal and temporary roles in the UK. Steve Garlick, GMB regional organiser, said, Amazon continues to reject working with trades unions to deliver better working conditions and fair pay. 
Their repeated use of short-term contracts is designed to undermine workers' rights. Mr Garlick added, the image the company likes to project and the reality for their workers could not be more different. They need to drastically improve pay and working conditions. The Guardian reported that some Amazon workers at Tilbury in Essex stopped work for part of two days last week to, over the pay offer. Apparently, anger over the pay offer then spread to warehouses in Coventry, Bristol and Rugeley in Staffordshire. The GMB union said on Friday that protests had spread to other depots including Tilbury, Dartford, Belvedere, Hemel Hempstead and Chesterfield. A spokesperson added that the workers at a number of factories were slowing down their work to one package an hour. The Go Slow protest was intended as far as a way for the workers to continue being paid. Reportedly, Amazon had told those who wished to protest by sitting in the canteen in Tilbury that they must clock off to do so, and hence they would not be paid for that time. Amazon's spokesperson added, In addition to this competitive pay, employees are offered a comprehensive benefits package that includes private medical insurance, life assurance, income protection, subsidised meals, and an employee discount, among other things, which, which combined are worth thousands annually, as well as a company pension plan. Homeowners whose mortgages directly track the Bank of England base rate will typically see around £50 per month added to their costs, according to industry calculations. The Bank of England raised the base rate by 0.5% points recently, taking it from 1.25% to 1.75%, marking the biggest single rate jump since 1995. The £50.43 increase was calculated by Trade Association UK Finance and is based on average mortgage balances. This adds up to an extra £605.16 in mortgage costs over the course of a year. Simon Gammon, managing partner at Knight Frank Finance, said... Mortgage rates are now changing on a daily basis, and lenders are giving borrowers and brokers little notice about repricing. We're seeing two significant impacts on borrowers. Firstly, some homeowners who are nearing the end of their terms are facing a shock when they come to refinance because they are unable to borrow as much as they hoped. Secondly, those who are looking to buy are realising once unobtainable pro obtainable properties are now out of reach. There are nearly 9 million residential mortgages outstanding, according to UK Finance. Around three quarters of these are fixed rate mortgages, which will not be influenced by changes to the base rate. Variable rate deals, however, may increase as a result of base rate hikes. Around 1 in 11 9% of outstanding mortgages are trackers, while around 1 in 8 12% are standard variable rate SVR deals.
borrowers may end up on an SVR when their initial mortgage deal comes to an end. The SVR is set by the individual lender. A 0.5 percentage point rise on the current average SVR would add around £1,400 onto a homeowner's mortgage payments over the next two years, according to moneyfacts.co.uk. The calculation is based on a £200,000 mortgage being paid back over 25 years. The average SVR is currently 5.17%, according to Money Facts records. Richard Springle, a finance expert at moneyfacts.co.uk, said those sitting on an SVR may find they can save on their mortgage costs by locking into a fixed rate mortgage, based on current average mortgage rates across the market. Someone switching from an SVR to a two-year fixed-rate mortgage could save around £3,300 over two years, also based on a £200,000 mortgage repaid over a 25-year term, Ms Springle said. Rebecca MacDonald, chief economist at the Joseph Roundtree Foundation, said... Staggeringly high inflation is going to hit low-income families hard. We already know 7 million low-income families have to sacrifice food, heating, even showers this year because they couldn't afford them. Many also took on credit to pay their bills and are falling behind on their payments. This will be much harder to pay off with higher interest rates, putting more families in financial peril. And now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, and more news. Step back in time with Berkhamsted Dinosaur Trail. Decorum Borough Council have partnered with Age UK to bring a free family dinosaur trail to Berkhamsted. The interactive trail, which can be found on the Loyal Free app, launches on Monday 1st of August and will run over the summer until Wednesday 31st August. There are 12 locations around Berkhamsted and at each spot there is a poster with a dinosaur question. Participants can stomp along the trail and discover the answers by scanning the QR code on each poster. Explorers who complete the trail, visiting all locations and scanning the QR codes will be entered into a prize draw to win a great range of great goodies from participating shops. Keep your eyes peeled for any anagram letters along the way. Those who find all the letters and can unscramble them, solving the anagram, can submit their answers for an additional chance to win. Age UK Decorum want to raise awareness of the work they do for older people and their carers in Decorum. Donations can be made to support Age UK Decorum via their Just Giving page. Just Giving dot com forward slash age uk decorum links can be found on the trail posters councillor alan anderson our portfolio holder for place said this is a great opportunity for residents and visitors to enjoy our local high streets over the summer holidays and we are pleased to be able to offer this alongside age uk decorum to promote the great work that they do 
Charlie Hussey, Development Officer at Age UK Decorum, said, Age UK Decorum is very proud and happy to be part of this wonderful educational family initiative, a natural alliance for us, as some school holidays are often a time when grandparents look after their grandchildren, and this is an ideal opportunity for all to participate in a fun activity. Loyal Freeze Partnership Manager Sophie Carrick said, We are delighted to be able to deliver this trail to our partners. We hope that both locals and visitors to Berkhamsted can enjoy this educational trail, learn some new fascinating facts and enjoy what Berkhamsted has to offer. Charity fears landlords may not pass on discounts to bills included tenants. Some renters could be left at the mercy of their landlord when it comes to passing on the benefits of government cost of living support, a housing charity has claimed. Households are due to receive a £400 discount on their energy bills from this autumn. Polly Neat, Chief Executive of Shelter, said, Tenants whose energy bills are included in their rent or service charge cannot directly claim the energy discount. Instead, they will be at the mercy of their landlord passing on this much-needed support. There is no specific legal obligation for landlords to pass on this support, but they aren't allowed to overcharge tenants for the energy they've used or make a profit on it. This could be the case if they pocket the government support and continue to charge the same rate for utilities. Landlords can only charge for energy used, the standing charge, and VAT. So it's worth making a note of how much energy you're using to make sure you're not paying more than you should. It is unfair that those in the very sharp end of this crisis could miss out on this much needed support. A spokesperson from the National Residential Landlords Association pointed out there will also be cases where bills included rents have been set without reflecting the recent surge in costs. The spokesperson said, in most cases tenants pay their energy bills separately from their rent. As such, they will receive the government support payments directly. Where rents include the rest, the cost of utilities and tenants incur the cost of increased energy bills, the savings from the support scheme should be passed on to them. However, there will be instances where all inclusive rents have been set without reflecting higher energy prices. The government needs to ensure that its scheme recognises such cases where it is the landlord who is ultimately paying the cost of increased bills rather than the tenant. A UK government spokesman said, The government is working hard to ensure as many households as possible receive the £400 benefit of the Energy Bill Support Scheme. Under Ofgem's maximum resale price rules, landlords must not make a profit on energy they are reselling and must pass on the £400 discount to their tenants. The obituary on the family announcement page this week is for Francesca Freelove, aged 67 years. May she rest in peace. Future dates for your diary. Music. The Nick Ross Orchestra present the Glenn Miller and Rat Pack era at Grove Theatre Dunstable 
August the 27th. Recapture the sounds of a bygone era as the Nick Cross Orchestra presents an evening of music and song with the classic bigger band sound of the 1940s and 50s. Visit grovetheatre.co.uk to book. Comedy. The Comedy Bar, Hat Factory Arts Centre, Luton, on August 19th. Join resident MC Jake Pickford for an evening of stand-up comedy from the nation's up-and-coming talent. Featuring Ridwan Hussain, Graham Coulomb, Andrew Thompson and Mark Hughes. Visit culturetrust.com to book. Screening. The Greatest Showman Sing-Along at Watford Palace Theatre on August 20th. Dress up and get that voice well trained for a special sing-along screening of The Greatest Showman, the much-loved smash hit musical. Visit watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk to book. Hertfordshire Police is warning to anyone selling online to be vigilant following reported fraud incidents. Several crimes have been reported where victims are advertising items like phones and laptops for sale on Facebook, Marketplace or Gumtree. The scammers contact the victim, arrange to buy the item, but when they arrive, they show the seller a fake screenshot showing that their bank has transferred the money and that it is pending. The suspects can become intimidating and threatening and put pressure on the victim to hand over the item for sale. Sergeant Karen Mellor from the Constabulary's Crime Reduction and Community Safety Team said, We would urge people to be vigilant to this type of crime. Where possible, request alternative methods of payment or make sure that the funds are fully cleared in your bank before handing items over. Sergeant Mellor continued, Do not let the buyer into your home and if you are concerned or feel threatened, please phone the police. Here are the forces tips for online buyers and sellers. If anything doesn't feel right about the transaction, cancel it. Always check your account or third party payment facility to ensure a payment has been cleared before handing over or posting the items. Always log in to payment providers directly on your device to verify you have received the payment. Do not use links or websites supplied by the buyer to check for payment, as these can also be forged. If a buyer becomes pushy, aggressive, or makes you feel uncomfortable, don't be afraid to block them and report them to the platform provider. <clears throat> Minimise the personal information you share in the advert, such as your address, email, or phone number. If you're meeting to exchange items, Ensure your safety, take a friend or relative and arrange to meet in a busy public space with CCTV. Check the location on Google Earth if the buyer suggests it to check it is not isolated or unsuitable. Take images or videos so the buyer and the items can be identified if there is suspicion of theft. If you are selling a high value item, Make sure you make a note of all the necessary information required to identify it as yours before you sell it on. 
A property expert has revealed the top tips to use around the home to keep bills to a minimum as energy prices <coughs> surge. We're all feeling the pinch right now and we need all the help we can to cope. We can offer some help via the National World Cost of Living Price Watch campaign that lends a listening ear and some useful tips. This campaign is the second of our cost of living drives following on from the company's successful Heat and Eat and Keep Us Warm this winter crusades. With energy prices rising, household bills and the general cost of living is set to follow suit for millions across the UK, including those in rental apartments. Kimberly Pope, resident service manager at Granger's newly launched Weaver's Yard Development in Newbury, shares her household hacks and tips to help cut down the energy usage in your home and to help save on rising costs. She said all properties have an Energy Performance Certificate, EPC, to measure how energy efficient a property is. Each property is graded between A and G, with A being the most efficient and G as the least efficient. Recent J, a recent data shows the average annual energy bill of a property with an EPC level G is now on average over £3,000 higher versus property with an EPC of A to C. When searching for your next apartment, an EPC level of A to C is highly recommended to save on energy bills throughout the year. Built to rent developments are properties that are designed and built with the needs of modern day renters in mind. Kimberley advises you ditch the dryer. As days get brighter and the temperature gets warmer, there's no better time to cut back on using your tumble dryer. Switch out hours of tumble drying for a low cost error and benefit for the improving weather to naturally air dry clothes in your home. You can even pick a handy aero which hangs neatly over a door to save on space and money. Plus your home will be filled with the scent of lovely freshly laundered washing. She also asks that you be strategic with your dishwasher. Let's face it, no one enjoys the task of washing dishes after a meal. And for many modern day renters, a dishwasher is often considered a deal breaker when selecting a new apartment. My top tip boils down to your dishwasher packing technique. Treat it almost like a game of Tetris. Fill the dishwasher as much as possible as this will ensure it's only used every couple of days and won't massively impact your energy usage. Make sure you're utilising all the space available within the machine. Pack cups, glasses and cooking utensils on the top shelf of the dishwasher leaving space below for plates to be neatly stacked in a row with bowls and casserole dishes, therefore using the washer less and reducing energy usage and associated bills. And finally, she urges people to use energy-saving bulbs. If you're looking to keep your apartment bright but also want to save money on electricity bills, switching to energy-saving light bulbs or solar-powered lamps is a must. Berkhamsted Castle Pageant, 1966. Berkhamsted used to love a pageant. Seven years before the pageant celebrating the St Peter's Church 750th birthday, a pageant was held at Berkhamsted Castle. This event, held in 1966, 
was designed to commemorate the town's connection with 1066, the Battle of Hastings, and William the Conqueror being offered the crown of England. Berkhamsted's part in this major slice of English history was that once William the Conqueror defeated King Harold and the Anglo-Saxons at the Battle of Hastings, he moved north, across the Thames Valley and into Hertfordshire. Historical records suggests that it was in Berkhamsted that the Archbishop of York surrendered to William and that William ordered the castle to be built before he then headed south to London. This castle pageant rang for some time from the 3rd till the 11th of June and attracted thousands of visitors to Berkhamsted. Organised by a pageant committee and with the Lord Lieutenant of Hertfordshire, Major General Sir George Burns, and the Bishop of St Albans, the, Reverend, the Right Reverend Michael Gresford Jones, in the audience, the production was written by Dorian Williams. The pageant celebrated 12 episodes of history, starting with William the Conqueror being offered the crown in 1066 and finishing with the Inns of Court Regiment marching away to Flanders Field in 1915 and including the consecration of St Peter's Church in 1222, all performed by local people in costume along with a team of trained horses. The post office ran a special slogan postmark from 1st December 1965 to 11th of June 1966 to advertise the Berkhamsted pageant. And the local MP, James Allison, proposed in the House of Commons that commemorative stamps should be issued for the occasion. The idea was rejected by the Postmaster General, Tony Bend. A Japanese clothing company has created a wearable fan for pets to help them beat the especially rough summer heat. The Cool Dog device is made up of a mesh jacket, a lightweight battery pack and a fan that blows air around an animal's body. The creator of the animal cooling outfit, Rei Ozawa, came up with the idea after she saw that her poor chihuahua was struggling through walkies during a nine-day heatwave in Tokyo, the city's longest heatwave on record. Whilst the range might be called Cool Dog, it's also suitable for cats. And there's a new two-fan jacket being developed for plus-sized dogs too. The jacket costs 9,900 yen, around 60 pounds. Sport for senior citizens. What a huge success the friendly games have been. And as the Commonwealth Games August 8th closing ceremony handed over to the 2026 host Victoria, it's fitting that new research crowns the UK as the best country for senior citizens to participate in sport. The research carried out by hearing aid specialists at ReSound discovered which sporting activities and hobbies undertaken by senior citizens at 60 plus are the most popular around the world and determined which countries are the most accessible to retirees. More and more senior citizens are ignoring the pipe and slippers route to retirement 
and are increasingly engaging in activities to make them happier and healthier. Outdoor activities are extremely popular among the older generation, whether it's cycling, walking, golfing or bowling. There's plenty of activities that retirees can do. But which countries offer the best range of outdoor sports to the elderly? Gym classes and swimming sessions are the most readily available activities for senior citizens to enjoy in the UK. Pilates, yoga, dance classes and lawn bowling are also particular favourites with the older generation and are easily accessible to the population. Research was carried out by ReSound. The Senior Sports Report analysed 30 countries around the world to determine which are the most accessible to the older generation, with the UK leading the way in first place with a score of 99.5 out of 110. The USA and Australia emerge as the second and third most inclusive countries for senior sports activities, with scores of 90.8 and 81.2 respectively. Ireland tops the table as a country offering the most choice to golf fanatics of all levels, with 341 courses to choose from. The USA is crowned the best country to enjoy outdoor leisure activities, with a score of 42.5 out of 50. The UK secures the title as the best country for its variety of indoor activities, with a score of 58.8 out of 60. After researching 30 of the most developed countries around the world and analysing a number of factors, including the number of green spaces, gym classes, swimming clubs, golf courses, allotments, lawn bowls, dance classes, swimming pools, cycle routes and yoga studios in each country, a ranking score was then assigned to each location out of a possible 110. Football. Berkhamsted will get their SPL Division 1 Central campaign up and running this weekend when Biggleswade FC visit the Glen Carr Community Stadium. That will be followed by a trip to Didcot Town next Tuesday as Burko aimed to go one better than last season when they finished as runners-up but were beaten in the semi-finals of the playoffs. Boss Chris Devane has kept most of last season's team together, with four of his new signings having played together before at Tame United. Their final pre-season friendly was at Enfield Town on Saturday, with the home side winning 2-0. They narrowly missed out on promotion to the National League South last season, going out on in the playoffs. However, Burko matched their higher division hosts for most of the game. Connor Toomey came forward well but shot wide from a cross after, being, after a good long ball out of defence by Ben Walster. Then Jonathan Lacey's volley was on target but the amazing reactions of Nathan MacDonald saved for Enfield. Lacey also curled a shot just past the outside of the far post before Enfield's Lyle Delaverde scored from a free kick five minutes before the interval meeting Craig Hill with a shot from outside the area that was smashed into the top corner. Walster saw a free kick go too high in the second half, while replacement keeper Cameron Groom did well to tip a shot over the bar. Ryan Blake, Linton Goss and James Verney 
all had chances too, but late on, a trialist doubled Enfield's lead. More football at the start of the season. Hemel Hempstead town boss Mark Jones was pleased to get three points in the bag at the first time of asking as his side opened their National League North campaign with a 1-0 win over Farnborough Town on Saturday. A fine first-half strike from Jordan Greenidge won the game, the striker playing a quick 1-2 with Charlie Hughes before turning and driving the ball into the bottom corner. And as the Tudors prepare to travel to face Hampton and Richmond Borough on Saturday, he was relieved to have got an early win on the board. He told the club's official YouTube channel, you have to enjoy your wins, that's important. And the aim of the game is to get three points. So I'm delighted with that. I thought it was a tight game and there wasn't much between the two teams. And we've certainly had to battle hard and rely on some good defending at times. I was delighted with the attitude of the players. It wasn't perfect at times, but it's day one. And I was pleased with the character we showed and the attitudes and desire to keep the ball out of the net. I've always said that teams are built off a solid foundation and you're not going to achieve much if you're shipping goals left, right and centre. Hemel just edged a close but entertaining game in which both sides contributed with chances created at both ends. Tudor's keeper, Trey Craig King, had to make a fine stop to deny Liam Ferdinand just before Hemel took the lead. Then Greenidge almost doubled his and his side's tally after the break, but his effort was saved by keeper Jack Turner. Farnborough's best chance of the second period came just past the hour mark when Mitchell Parker fired in a free kick that almost caught King out, but he did superbly to save at the foot of his near post. Hemel sub Daradada brought the best out of Turner with a long-range effort, and up the other end, Parker again had King scrambling across goal to keep his side in front. Farnborough kept pressing as the game drew to its conclusion, but it was the Tudors who held out to grab all three points. This weekend's opponents, Hampton and Richmond, began with a 3-2 loss at Chesant, despite taking the lead on 71 minutes. Goals on 81 and 90, ultimately seeing them beaten. News from Decorum Borough Council. <clears throat> Hemel Hempstead War Memorial restored. We have completed restoration works to Hemel Hempstead War Memorial in Boxmoor. Work to the much-loved Grade 2 listed War Memorial which crowds gather around at the annual Remembrance Day Parade, included replacement of damaged sections of stonework with Portland stone indents and mortar repairs, recutting and repainting of lettering, and the sympathetic cleaning of all stonework also took place. The work, which took over three weeks to complete, was undertaken by Cliveden Conservation, a specialist stone masonry company and project managed by Oxley Conservation, historic building consultants in conjunction with the council. Councillor Alan Anderson, portfolio holder for PLACE, visited the memorial to see the work initiated under his predecessor, 
Councillor Graham Elliott. They invited the Right Honourable Sir Mike Penning MP, the Mayor of Decorum and Sue Rose, Chair of the Hemel Hempstead Branch of the Royal British Legion, who lead on the annual Remembrance Day Parade along to see the completed works. Councillor Anderson said, I'm extremely proud of the decision that we have made to invest in the preservation and restoration of the Hemel Hempstead War Memorial. It is right that we continue to honour those who have died in the line of duty and that the community can come, continue to have a place where they can come together to pay their respects. Sue Rose said, the Royal British Legion were delighted to see the much needed renovation to the War Memorial, thus ensuring the names of the fallen that have given their lives from 1914 to the present date are there for future generations to see, therefore making sure that neither them nor their sacrifice is ever forgotten. Sir Mike Penning, MP, said, The Council has done a great job in restoring the War Memorial in Boxmoor, which is the focal point at the borough's annual remembrance service. With war once again overshadowing the continent of Europe, it is more important than ever that we reflect on the cost of armed conflict and honour the sacrifices made by local service women and men and their families. Our freedom and democracy comes at a high price and we must not take it for granted. We're coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 5.40am and 20.35pm. For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you wish to listen on Alexa, say... Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill. Alexa will ask you which broadcast you want to listen to. When prompted, reply, play the decorum talking newspaper. This part can be tricky. If Alexa offers the wrong station, just say no and then try again. For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick... After the music, there is the amenity section that gives details of various groups and the contact details of organisations. Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up firmly, turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from all your readers and Gary, your technician for this week. Goodbye. <laughs>